Hello, Polytopians. Thanks for tuning in to the Polytopian Times. I'm your host, Sam, and today we're talking about the Zabasi, skilled craftsmen and prodigious farmers from the sun-baked Zaboya savanna. Let's take a look at them. The sun beats down on the sweltering savanna of Zaboya. The chartreuse grass sways in the breeze around you with a soft rustle. Baucasia trees dot the landscape. They're tall with long trunks, branching at the top into a wide canopy. They're based on the acacia tree. You can hear birds chirping from the branches of the scattered trees, their song brought to you on the wind. In the distance, you spot the occasional mountain, eroded blue-gray stone jutting out of the savanna, with clear rock toward the peak, but overgrown with an expanse of flora on the lower slopes of each. In the nearest cluster of trees, you spot a tall figure grazing. It's a Mubasana jirosi, more commonly called the giraffe, one of the tallest land animals on the square. Giraffes were the first of many animals to be cataloged by Zabasi scholars in the Zuzana Yaya, the square's largest compendium of flora and fauna. They're based on the giraffe and look very similar. They take great pride in their abnormally long necks and enjoy swinging their heads around to look fancy. This can cause unfortunate accidents when inattentive Zabasi get thumped by their mount's roving neck. On the ground near the giraffe, you spot a huge green melon growing. It's a waungi, which has a shell and melon flesh like a cantaloupe, but it instead tastes like a more refreshing and robust bite of watermelon. The zabasi enjoy drinking cooled, fresh waungi juice because of the delicious flavor. The fruit can grow to massive sizes, with some waungis large enough to provide shelter for zabasi families after being hollowed out for juice. Speaking of zabasi shelters, across the savanna to the east you spot round, tan clay huts surrounded by farms, with either yellow thatched or flat clay roofs. It's a Zabasi city. The Zabasi are influenced by the peoples of sub-Saharan Africa. Their homeland, Zaboya, is the breadbasket of the square, and the Zabasi spend their days working their farms or leisurely watching the sunset on their serene savanna. They're jovial and inquisitive folk, always looking for new ways to understand the world around them. To this end, they study horticulture, zoology, botany, and biology. They wear replicas of leon pelts as helmets. The leons, a common sight in Kiku lands, were native to the Zabasi savanna before the Zabasi hunted them to near extinction for their pelts. Most modern Zabasi have never seen a leon, so use their textile skills, which are quite considerable, to manufacture replicas to honor their ancestors. Polytopians all over the square envy the exquisite craftsmanship of the Zabasi weavers. They make the most stunning carpets, helmets, as well as very useful Tusi pouches. Their abundant farms, exceptional craftsmanship, and inquisitive nature set the Zabasi up to be an intimidating power on the square. Let's talk terrain. Zabasi lands have 50% of the default forest spawn rates, 50% of the default mountain spawn rates, and 50% of the default fruit spawn rates. This means their lands have more plains that are likely to have farms on them as opposed to fruit. This works out rather well, given Zabasi's starting tech. Zabasi starts the game with farming. Because of this, they're a turn zero tribe with the ability to level up their capital on the first turn, and have strong growth potential in the early and mid-game. Their economy will focus around farming, with roads and fishing providing the most reliable secondary resources to grow with. They'll still have forests and fruit, wildlife to hunt, and mines to lay down, but half the standard amount. Riding in roads are good techs to pursue early on because of the amount of open land. Riders can easily move about, especially with movement bonus from roads, making them especially effective in both expansion and early combat. 
The roads will also help your economy grow while simultaneously allowing you to quickly mobilize your forces and respond to emerging situations more rapidly and fluidly. Unfortunately, that open terrain also means there will be half of the normal amount of force and mountains to use for defense bonuses. Because of this, in the same vein as you dock, you'll want to focus your defenses where defense bonuses are available, as long as they're in a strategically relevant location. Otherwise, you're going to have to deal with vanilla combat damage when on the defense. All of the solar lining here is, your opponent's forces will be easier to repel, because they're also not going to have defense bonuses. Zabasi's best start is going to be to build a farm to level up their city on their first turn while sending their starting warrior off to the center of the map to explore for neutral villages to conquer. It's probably best to utilize warrior spam for quick expansion early on while you develop and research techs, but make sure to switch to rider spam for faster expansion once you have the tech. They play best on drylands maps with the ability to leverage their abundant farms for impressive economic growth while raiding with riders until they can get a more effective military force. Construction will be a very beneficial tech, allowing them to increase the population return from their many farms. The abundant economic opportunity means Zabasi can rush giants fairly quickly, which can change the battlefield substantially, especially in the early and mid-game. The thing to always keep in mind when playing as them is to always be expanding, whether it's by improving your economy for more stars per turn, or by more literally expanding your physical territory through the acquisition of neutral villages or ever-satisfying conquest. As long as you stay ahead of your opponents, you should be able to secure yourself victory. If you're hoping to secure victory against Zabasi, however, I don't have much advice for you other than watch out for incoming rider spam in the early game and remember the lack of available defensive bonuses when invading. To counter the rider spam, you can counter spam warriors who should be able to survive an attack while potentially being able to counterattack on the next turn. At the very least, it can keep the riders at bay away from your cities, while you research more advanced military units who can eat a hit and severely weaken the rider in the process, like defenders or swordsmen, which when paired with archers becomes a deadly combination capable of striking back. And forward settling works on every tribe. They can't expand if there's nowhere to go. Why would you choose Zabasi? You'd choose them if you want a strong turn zero tribe with the potential to rush early giants and lands that enable a high level of mobility for cavalry. All around a strong choice. Well, that was our look at the Zabasi. As always, thanks for tuning into the Polytopian Times. Next week, we're taking a look at Hudrik, the elite archers of the square. See you then!